Good afternoon. Welcome to this afternoon's edition of the Richard Urban Show. I'm your host, Richard Urban, coming to you from a store, Carpersbury, West Virginia. This is the second part in our series of three parts on the transgender movement. Today's episode is Dr. Money's Transgender Fraud. So I'd like to uh, draw a lot today from an interview with Dr. Miriam Grossman from the Epoch Times and also other related articles to understand about who Dr. Money was and what a huge fraud he perpetrated on us. So I'd like to get started with a clip from that interview recorded by the Epoch Times. As a result of the sexual decisions that they had made, young people who were hooking up with strangers, with people that they hardly knew, um, and then dealing with their feelings about that later on, dealing with uh, the possibility that they had a sexually transmitted infection or actually having been diagnosed with an STI, uh, worrying about whether they may have HIV, worrying about being pregnant or actually being pregnant and terminating the pregnancy either one or multiple times. Now, mind you, my patients were um, very bright, accomplished, ambitious young people. Okay, UCLA accepts, I think, the top, I don't know, two to three percent of all high school seniors in the state. Very smart kids, very well informed about so many issues. But in this particular issue, they were not well informed. Here Dr. Grossman is talking about how she first became concerned about this issue and she wrote a couple books on it. One of them is called Unprotected and the other one is You're Teaching My Child What? So as an employee at UCLA in California, she became aware that these bright students weren't very bright when it came to relationship intelligence and having sexual relationships, as she was saying. This segues into our discussion of Dr. John Money. Dr. John Money worked at Johns Hopkins University in the area of gender dysphoria. And he was looking for a case where he could prove that people might actually not be the gender they're born at birth, which, you know, traditionally those who had, you know, malformed sexual organs is a tiny minority of people. And that was his, you know, field. People who, who were used to be called hermaphrodites or now called intersex. But that's almost like a very small amount of people. So in 1967, um, there was a case where there were twins and the parents took them to circumcise and something went wrong, terribly wrong, and with the equipment and one of the boys was, his penis was burned, so the parents didn't know what to do. So they took him to Dr. Money and he said, well, they'll be fine. Um, the boy's name was Bruce, who was, who ultimately he recommended that they be castrated and that the parents raise him as a girl. And then Dr. Money propagated this fraud where for 10 years 
you know, he was seeing these kids like once a year. They were from Massachusetts. They would go to Baltimore and he would see them and he said, oh, everything's great. Everything's going great. But actually, that was a complete fraud. Everything wasn't going great. And then what actually was found out later when uh, one of the uh, children, who was Bruce, then he decided to call himself David, came out and said that actually he had transitioned back to being a boy. So it was an absolute and complete fraud. So this Dr. Money received 25 years of funding from the National Institutes of Health. And his idea was adopted, but actually it was proved to be a complete fraud. And in 1999, the boy, formerly Bruce, now Brenda, who decided to call himself David because he felt like David fighting Goliath, came out and said, you know, absolutely, he always felt like he was a boy. And in fact, he was a boy. Let's look at another clip from this interview with Dr. Grossman now. Brenda came out and, was dis and, and started to speak about what had happened. Brenda was no longer Brenda. Brenda was now David. Okay, the entire thing was a hoax. It was a hoax. There's a book you can find by John Calipinto, As Nature Made Him, that covers this topic. May I do a show on that later? I've ordered that, that book. So this so-called Dr. Money was a sexual abuser. He told the kids to undress. He made them do sexual poses. Mind, and, and, you know, these kids who were less than 10 years old, and eventually they just refused to go there anymore. So he perpetrated a complete fraud, and he was a, a sexual abuser and someone who actually had been abused himself by an alcoholic father. So tragically, David's brother, Brian, had been even just as much and more adversely affected than David, and he, he became addicted to drugs and he overdosed. And then, although David married a lady who had a, two children already, he ultimately committed suicide. He killed himself. Let's listen to another clip now. Uh, and creating this hoax in, in the psychological literature regarding the success of this experiment. So John Money was a very bad man. And yet, the entire industry, the entire gender uh, ideology, and all these clinics and hospitals and gender education and the flags and you know this whole m movement this which has become a civil rights movement basically is entirely based on a concept that was never proven in fact the opposite was proven this whole concept of having an identity as male or female being completely separate from your biology has actually been proven incorrect by John Money's experiment. But because he was so successful in publicizing and promoting his fake results 
And because his fake results were um, institutionalized and uh, uh, became uh, doctrine, academic doctrine within mental health and within sociology and all these other fields, um, that's how we got to how we, where we are now. So all this is a complete fraud, and it's based on absolutely nothing. It's actually it's based on something I just said was based on this guy John Money and his complete absolute fraud. The guy should be in jail, not anything that anybody's following. Of course, he's he's died now, so we don't know his status. But in any case, um, this is completely wrong. And why is it even a thing now for people to be thinking, oh, I must not be my biological sex. It wasn't ever a thing before. It's obviously something that's created by people to cause confusion and mayhem. And I pointed out last time there are spiritual reasons for this. But right now we're dealing with the externally what happened and how we got this movement. Let's listen to another clip. Ethnicity am I? from uh, kids who might be from mixed ethnicity. What religion am I? There's a search to determine identity. Who, who am I? And that's a very central uh, part of adolescence and young adulthood. And it's healthy to, to undergo that search and to go through it. Uh, but this is an altogether different kind of thing when we talk about gender identity, because with gender identity, we're, we're telling kids that they need to determine whether they're male or female. We're proposing to, to, to young people that that's actually something that can be dependent on feelings, inclinations, um, that it's fluid. Our girls now are being led to believe that if they are not stereotypically female, they have to think about this. They might, they might very well be boys and that they will fit in better with boys. Their life will be uh, more consistent with, with their feelings and who they feel they are if they transition to being male, as if that's even possible. So I'd like to ask how we even got to this place. And we've talked about externally how we got to it and some internally in the last episode. So if you haven't seen that, please go back and listen to that. Um, also, this term gender affirming is insane. It's absolutely like the current trend to call everything opposite of what it actually is. You're gender affirming when you're trying to be the opposite of your actual sex. As Dr. Grossman said, how did this even become a thing? Well, it's a thing because it's being pushed. It's being pushed by teachers who are indoctrinated in the system or who are, you know, LGBTQ, whatever, themselves, by administrators, by unions who have some agenda and get lots of money from various uh, who knows what sources. So, and it doesn't help any when you have President Biden who hires people who handle nuclear waste who don't know if they're a man or a woman and also don't know whether you're supposed to steal luggage or not. And then we have this man, Rachel Levine, who's actually a man who says he's a woman. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, we have this person is supposed to be or was actually the Secretary of Health in Pennsylvania is now the sick 
Assistant Secretary for Health and Human Services and was also the Physician General in, uh, in Pennsylvania who's a biological man. How could this person be making any rational decisions? Isn't that like a, a crazy conflict of interest? You know, it's, I mean, is this person making rational decisions based on what's best for, for children? Uh, I don't think so. They're, so they're promoting, and actually, this person, while in Pennsylvania, worked with the uh, Planned Parenthood locally to promote transgender surgeries. And as you'll see on this clip of this chart, the surgeries went up 50 times in recent years. And now President Biden has decided with the Title IX, which is getting a lot of deserved attention, because he's saying that men can participate in women's sports. If that isn't insane, I don't know what is. How could any rational people uphold this view? And yet it's being propagated and pushed by the U.S. government and some state governments, while other states are pushing back to some extent, saying, you know, girls, only biological girls, which, of course, is right, will participate in girls' and women's sports. Duh! What insanity! What 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 is this? This is child abuse, just like that fraud money. This is all fraudulent. Let's listen to another clip now. There are other studies. There are a lot of studies. There's actually 11 studies on these type of kids, in which we see that if we don't uh, give them medical and surgical options and we simply allow them to go through regular puberty and young adulthood, that the vast majority of them, around 80%, that's an average, some studies show in the 90s the percent, their dysphoria with their bodies, their unhappiness and discomfort with their bodies will resolve. It, it will resolve. They will reach a sense of, of, of uh, acceptance and uh, uh, comfort with their biology. Dr. Grossman brings up a really good point. Most of these kids, up to 95%, will transition out. So why would we mutilate their bodies, cut off their penis, or atrophy their, or their breasts, or, or permanently damage them? And if you go on and see like uh, interviews with people like Chloe Cole with Dr. Jordan Peterson, you can look that up. And see how in, she's a, a young woman who transitioned out of being a, a, a man, you know, will or a, a boy or a man, then you'll see how insane this really is and how damaging to our children. So how can anyone let this occur? They're child abusers if they're doing these kind of things to our our children. It's it's so wrong. I'd also like to point out that as I pointed out when talking about the resolution for abstinence-based sexual health education that if someone thinks they're homosexual for instance how do they know they're homosexual you know you're male or female because they have a penis or vagina right but if you think you're attracted to the same sex how do you know there's no like physical organ you have right so you only know if you practice it same point she's making i.e you have homosexual sex or some kind of homosexual sex or interaction with someone and which is probably why, you know, people like the Man Boy Love Association, people who are trying to reduce the age of consent, want to have sex with little kids 
or boys, you know, that are under, you know, 18 or 16 or 14 because then they want to sexualize them. This is a crime. I mean, it's literally a crime. It's also a spiritual crime. It's also a crime against God. So these, these things are just completely outrageous, and they're all intertied. You know, to talk about this with a straight face, when we know there's a lot of, of sex going on between adults and minors, and then people trying to say that this stuff is normal, you know, the same-sex attraction, or even the idea that you would be the opposite gender. No, it's not normal, and people are being doctored into it. So likewise, you know, the, the uh, children will grow out of that. Let's watch another clip now. Uh, Australia, New Zealand, there's also been um, doctors, doc groups of doctors have, have published statements and recommendations along the same lines. Medical authorities in Sweden, Finland, uh, Britain, uh, Belgium, France, uh, are, are all saying no, we can't be doing this because it's not safe. We don't have the data. We are harming our kids. We don't have evidence that these interventions uh, uh, are, are actually going to benefit the kids in the long term. I'm not talking about a year and a half. There's also this hammer people try to use, like unscrupulous psychiatrists and psychologists saying, oh, if you don't let your child transition, you know, you're bad, you're terrible. And in fact, even trying to say that children can make their own decisions at 12 or 13, whatever. How insane is that? So this is crazy and it's crazy bad for our children. So if you're not like involved in this field of educating youth about what's right and good, we need to get off the chair and actually get involved and make sure our children are taught the right things, you know, these days at your home. But if your kids are in school, at least make sure that you are providing an absence-centered curricula like the one we promote, Urban Life Training, and are actively have that in the school. In fact, you can even give it yourself. So let's see one more clip about that, and then we will conclude. Uh, making an announcement that they are either the opposite sex or they're non-binary, non non-binary meaning that they're, that they're neither male nor female. And these parents, um, you know, were just blindsided. They just didn't know what the heck is this about. And they would take their kids to gender therapists and the gender therapist would say, yeah, yeah, you know, this is a thing and we're gonna affirm your, you don't have a daughter now, you have a son. And when these parents would say, well, hold, you know, hold it, just hold everything. You know, this is my child. I know my child. I know that my child is, for example, I don't know, on the spectrum or was having trouble in school or my child was molested a few years ago. Like, I know my child. And the gender therapist would say, well, if you are not going to accept your daughter as your son, you're the problem. And they would often say this after one or two meetings with the family, and they would say it in front of the child. So these parents uh, would grab their child and run. But they didn't know where to go. 
So they began to find one another online. And, you know, they were anonymous online because a lot of them were scared to put their name on on this and admit that they were questioning the process because wherever they turned, whether it was their gender therapist or their guidance counselor at school or their pediatrician, they were told that their reaction is transphobic and that only their daughter knows who she is and that that uh, if they continue to reject their son, son, and they don't go along with their child's new identity, they are going to increase the chance of their child committing suicide. I've talked to a lot of these parents and uh, I continue talking to them. And this has been, for most of them, the most difficult thing they've ever gone through in their lives. This destroys families, destroys marriages. The child is so indoctrinated that the child is led to believe that if their family, their parents, um, doesn't get on board with this, then their home isn't safe. Their parents are toxic and they really may want to think about leaving. So we see that how parents are being harassed and told just the opposite of what's true when actually their child would be much more likely to commit suicide later after they transition, like seven or ten years later. So it's completely the opposite. And Dr. Lisa Littman talked about, you know, transgender social contagion on places like Reddit and various different places online and Instagram and all others, basically. Then the children are being groomed to think this is normal. So some action steps to take were don't let your child be on this social media. Maybe it'd be better if they didn't have a phone. Oh my gosh, not have a phone, you know, or not or anything they do on the computer should be in a public area. Maybe they don't need a phone until they're much older. Or one at all. In fact, I mean I'm an older parent, our daughter's older now, but she got a phone when she graduated from high school. Yeah, it was before I guess smartphones and but still kids many kids had phones your kids don't have to have a, a phone all the time and also I guess I know you can monitor it. but the point is you have to look out what's best for your child and when a lot of people you know they don't have real relationship skills are lonely or isolated even though they're on their phone all the time what's going on about that so let's do get active with these things in our local area here in West Virginia. Let's have the school pass a resolution that they will have absence-centered sexual health education, that they're not going to teach about transgender ideology. That's a good start. Let's bring in as a an, uh, program, a supplemental program, absence-centered education. Let's do this all over. You can use our program. Bring it to your school yourself. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, I've done it. And you can form your own local chapter and bring it right to the school and teach it. Of course, they have to agree to have it, but many schools would love to have, you know, people in the community teaching a positive program like that, you know, where they can help their youth. So I do hope you've liked this 
episode where we talked about Dr. Money's transgender fraud and we have to absolutely shut down this ideology. This is like insane. Speaks for itself all the things I said today. So do like, do share, and we will see you next time for the third um, episode of this series on the transgender movement. I'm your host, Richard Urban, coming to you from historic Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. Do be blessed, and we'll see you next time.